This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Greg Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. Uh, we are off this week from the Take a Man pregame show, uh, so we're not at Tap Sports Bar, but we'll be back there ahead of the Miami game at MGM National Harbor. But if you want to listen on the radios, you're driving to uh, wherever you're going to watch the game on Thanksgiving. Make sure you check out our guy Denton Day, who's holding down the fort. Uh, so there will be a Take Command pregame show. It'll just be on the radio. No, uh, no YouTube stream. Uh, I'm going to try to hop on with Denton, so uh, looking forward to that. But uh, our guy Denton Day is is doing doing a great job uh, always, and we're happy to have him uh, fill in for us on Thanksgiving Day. And so make sure that you check him out there. All right, the offense. Um, yeah. I like watching this game back was so frustrating because they couldn't get anything going in part because they couldn't get started, right? They have two turnovers on their first two possessions and then kind of mid second quarter, they start to find a little bit of a vibe and then they get into the third and they keep it going. They're running the football really well. And then Chris Rodriguez fumbles and it just feels like the air totally comes out of the balloon. And by the way, that's right when the dam breaks for the defense too. Like the next play from scrimmage, I think is the, the toss crack to Saquon. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, timing wise in the, in that third quarter, like Maybe, it's, yeah. it's end of the third quarter when, when he does and they, and it just feels like, okay, like this was cute giants. You guys are, are, are trying to be competitive and you're trying to do the thing where you beat the commanders cause you always beat the commanders, right. but you're not a good football team and it's time to take the game back. And then he fumbles and then, and then they don't take the game back. And it just, it really is like, there's a lot to talk about, but you can't do any of the talking about the process without the talking about the fact that it's impossible to win with six turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really that's as we're going to talk, we're going to give you some deeper analysis, but like, that's the main point. Like 80% of this game is the fact they turn the football over so much. Like you just, you can't execute good ball. And I, again, like, I think we talked about this on the post game reaction show and going back and watching it. I feel like they're like effort fumbles. And what I mean by that, mm-hmm. it's like, they're trying too hard to like break another tackle. Like the one on Logan, like, I don't know how you hold on to that ball. Like I, I, someone was talking to me about it. Like, Oh, he's got to hold on. It's like, basically he take like, this has happened to me. So speaking from experience, if you take that shoulder pad or that helmet right on the ball, 
it's like damn near impossible to hold on to it. So like, and I don't think he's like, he's got hands on, like it's, it's tight. Yeah, He's got like two hands on the ball. He's falling down. Um, and it's just a direct hit to the right part of the ball. And I hate to like, they just, I don't care how strong you are. Like, unless you're down, like that ball is coming out. Like I had one, a couple when we were playing Kansas city, it was raining high and tight. I kind of put my shoulder on a guy and I didn't see this other defender coming and he put his helmet like literally on the ball. And I remember looking down and watching the ball squirt across my body towards the sideline. And I was just like, I had, I, and I even had two hands on it. It just squirted right through both my hands. So, um, again, like that's tough. Even the Chris Rodriguez or bicep curls, bro. Come on. Yeah. I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, even the one with uh, Chris Rodriguez, like he's running hard. Like I thought he had a great game, like obviously yeah. excluding the fumble. But like his vision, his power, his contact balance, it's like, man, like that's awesome. As a pure runner, like he's probably the best on the team. But then he's running hard. He's fighting for the extra yard. Ball comes out. B. Rob's fumble late. Like he's trying his face off. Ball comes out. So, and, you know, Pringle, we're going to talk about him for a second. He's got a good return going, fighting for extra yards. Ball comes out. So I think it's just a little bit serendipity, a little bit of stressing about trying to make a play. And you probably don't have to. Just like, you, like the one that Chris Rodriguez is so interesting because it's it's like literally a seven yard run and he's fighting yeah. for an eighth yard and the ball comes out. It's like that's right. a good play. It is, and I think it's you know it's just knowing when to say when and like yeah. oh, we've had enough and like let me let me get down safely and and live to fight another down. But that's not the nature of football. Um, yeah. It's really easy to sit here in the in a cushy you know studio or the the comfort of our homes and be like, yeah, man, just take the seven yards and get down. And, you know, as a coach, like, that's probably what we'd, we'd be saying is like, hey, you got to you got to just know when you're exposed. Like, hey, if I'm in this position, if I'm Logan Thomas, like I'm exposed that that hit is available. And, you know, because you've already made contact that there's guys rallying to the ball to punch it out at that point, especially against the Giants. Like, that's what they do. They're they're coached on that stuff very, right. very well. This is something they do week in and week out. So, like, you got to know, hey, if you take contact and you're not like you're yeah fight for yards but like also like hug the hell out of the ball and and try to get down because you're going to have guys coming in and punching at it and then you get in the the emotions of the game and you're trying to fight your face off and that's the nature Mm -hmm. of it so it's it's a level of discipline um but that's so much easier said than done. Like that yeah. is the solution, right? Um, we can acknowledge that while also going like, God, that's so hard on a game day to execute. It's true. And I think um, like I, one of my, uh, one of the fumbles, that, the, the fumble that taught me this was against the Giants in 2014. I caught like a five yard out and like I was a big guy and DBs didn't like tackling me. So I was up and I was kind of rumbling through some contact and the corner, so it was the safety and the linebacker were on my legs and he came up and I could feel him like attacking the fingers of my hand. And I was like, oh no, like this ball's about to come out. And I could not get to the ground quick enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. he was just literally like peeling the fingers off the ball. Mm-hmm. And I just think it, I, it, it just taught me after that. I was like, the most important thing is the ball. And sometimes you need to, you need to play like that just to remember like, Hey, like as much as I want to be big and bad and, and, you know, dent face masks and, and knock people on the ground when I got the ball in my hands, like, that's the thing that is is the most important about this game, and it, sometimes it takes one of these to, to remind you of that. So, yeah. um, obviously, that's the main point. I, I think the the secondary point here is something that we talked about when we were watching clips. Um, is that I think the Giants deserve a ton of credit. Like they, when you look at the concepts that um, EB was running and this offense was running, 
I thought the quick game was there for the most part. I thought there was some stuff early where the Giants did some creative stuff and took some stuff away. But on the whole, the the quick game was there. I think it was like the mid the mid level shot and the deep shot that the Giants did such a good job of taking away from a coverage standpoint. And one of the reasons they did a good job of that is because the rush, their rush was really dialed in. Like Dexter Lawrence was an absolute unit. Like he just did such a fantastic job um, of just creating consistent pressure, being disruptive in the run game. The line stunts they ran, like the lines, the way they ran their line stunts, I thought, especially on third down, just exploited pressure looks, exploited protection looks, excuse me. Like we just saw the one that led to Dexter Lawrence sack, like, slides going left it's a five-man pro man side to the right and they run a stunt in a way that makes it hard for the guard and tackle for the guard and center to be right and you end up getting a sack and they did that you know with four man four rushers and i just i thought they just did a really good job of consistently creating pressure and it wasn't just dexter lawrence obviously cave on cave on thibodeau and everyone says oh leno has a hard time with cave on thibodeau but i thought in addition to cave on thibodeau having some good rushes there was also they moved him around the front quite a bit. They stunned him yeah. quite a bit, and that that was very it was a it was masterfully done. It was a it was a well coached defensive line, and the secondary was well coached in terms of how they were matching concepts, and it made it very challenging for for the offense outside of the turnovers to be successful. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. How God, there's a couple questions I guess I have. Um, so it feels like I'm gonna make them kind of cohesive, right? It feels like EB runs the offense, and there's not—I don't say a care, but there's not like an emphasis on personnel, right? Whether sure. his own or the other team, right? So if I'm designing a protection plan, I, I remember talking to coaches about this like back in the day when I was on the beat, and you know, you're about to face the Rams, and it's like. Hey, we're going to, if we lose, we lose, but we're not letting Donald beat us. Like we have to have a protection plan for 99. We are not going to let the thing that they want to do, make it the path of least resistance to beat us by the same token on the offensive like side of personnel. It doesn't seem like there's a crazy emphasis in getting the ball to the playmakers, Mm -hmm. um, Terry, Jahan, et cetera, where like Logan Thomas again has a ton of targets and Logan's a good player, but he's not as explosive as Jahan and Terry. And this offense hasn't been designed for wide receivers in a while in Kansas city because Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey was their best player and it worked out that way. Um, you go back to, and then like the other thing too is, you know, I was talking about this with, with someone in the locker room after the game, like, when this offense was cooking in Kansas City with Tyreek, like Tyreek, you can't count as a regular wide receiver. Correct. Because he breaks coverage with speed in a way that literally no one else, like Jahan and Terry run four threes and Tyreek smokes them. Right. Um, like they're 95 on Madden speed. He's 114. Right. And so like you watch him run through cover two and you're like, okay, well, th- like the routes that are deep routes that quote unquote should work because they used to work with Tyreek Hill aren't going to work with these guys because they're regular NFL fast. And so I-, I just wonder like when you watch the tape of a game like this, 
is it too easy to let and look Dexter Lawrence is great you know him his ability to overcome stuff is why he's him right but is it too easy for Dexter Lawrence to get the things that he wants and for Wink to get the things he wants with Dexter Lawrence and could that be avoided with some quick easy stuff to playmakers who where you don't have to win with the pen and you can win with Jahan Dotson juking someone in space yeah, I think that's a good question. I think, you know, there was some stuff like that in this game. You know, there was a screen early to Terry. There yep. was a, a couple slants to Terry. You know, Terry's... It seems like those. in some big situations, they did go to Terry. And I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. is the one situation where it's like, oh, it's third down. We got to have it. Like, let's get Terry isolated on a slant and, and he'll win. And and they did a great... And like, so when I say quick game, like that's all quick game stuff, yeah. you know, that they did a good job of. They ran a, a screen, uh, like a, just like a now screen to... Um, Diami and I thought Diami did a great job getting eight yards on that. So there was stuff yeah. like that in the game, like a plan for the pressure. I think the thing that was surprising to me, and you were talking about protection plan, is I think one of the things that I, you know, going into the game, I was like, well, Wink's going to bring a lot of pressure, and he and he brought a fair amount. And when we say pressure, he's bringing like five man pressures. He's not bringing his exotic blitzes the way that you kind of thought he would, right? He really had a good five-man rush plan five and four-man rush plan yeah a lot of simulated pressure correct which is something that i was not expecting so when it comes to planning for for dexter lawrence i think it's like a secondary concern to wink and i think in this case like you had a plan for winks protection issues that he presents but that does compromise your ability to develop a good cohesive comprehensive plan against Dexter Lawrence and I do think that they did some stuff like they sent the slide to him you know they left chippers in but ultimately like the thing about a nose guard unlike a three technique is he's not you can't slide the pro to a nose necessarily and I think that's one of the things like on that protection we were just describing where you get the sack by Dexter Lawrence like he's playing a true nose and they have a everyone's covered up they have five kind of rushers potential rushers at the line of scrimmage it's a five-man pro right so Dexter Lawrence starts at the nose and he stunts and he basically picks um Chris Paul while he's pass protecting number 55 who is now looping to the opposite a gap and so because Dexter Lawrence is so good you have two guys on him right there right but because of the protection rules and because of how the slide works you know he doesn't know uh Larson doesn't know if Cosme's able to help him in the slide or not because he's a nose guard. If it's a three technique, you have a natural double team there right now, right, with the center and the guard. But because of how they've, they've spaced the front here, you can't do that. And I think that's one of, the, one of the advantages, you know, like you hear guys around, you know, commenting on this is like really nerdy football stuff. But the advantages of having a pass rushing nose are really dramatic, you know, because they allow you to find some of these matchups that are really hard for protections to account for. And that's what you saw in this game a little bit. And obviously, Dexter Lawrence is going to win one-on-ones. But I do think there is an element of scheme elevating his production in this game. And like when you go back and watch the clips, like I don't want to say every play, but it feels like every play, whether it's a run or whether it's a pass, he is getting penetration. He's being disruptive. And I, I think for, for some of the reasons we just described. Yeah, he's just really freaking good. 